Hey everyone, it's Danielle. Um, welcome back to another episode. Before we get started today, I just wanted to kind of update you guys with what is going on uh, with me, with uh, anti-MLM, all that stuff. So um, first of all, just once again, thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for going on this journey with me and learning so much about me and so many other people um, as they deconstruct from commercial cults and other kinds of cults and all of this stuff. Like we're all healing. We're all sharing our stories and it's just amazing. And I absolutely love being here for all of this. Um, so if you are a listener, um, please go to the show notes and check out the survey that is in in there, um, we are collecting information for a social media presentation for the MLM conference. The survey will close on March 1st. Um, so you have the day of March 1st to fill it out. But as soon as it is March 2nd, it, the survey is closed. And we will be um, using that data to help us with our presentation for the multi-level marketing conference. Um and if you would like to register for the conference, I will also put that link in the show notes as well. Um, we would love to have you watch. Um, I will be participating and on the panel this year. Um, so that's really exciting. And it's really cool to be able to help um, help the cause in a, a different way, you know? Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up is that I am going to be taking a break from the podcast. Um, I'm not sure how long this break is going to be, but... Um, you know, it's really important that I learn to take more breaks when I need to. Um, I think this is something that we can all learn from, right? When we were in multi-level marketing, we were encouraged to work, 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 um, and not take any breaks. If you were on vacation, if you were in the hospital, didn't matter where you were. Um, if you're pushing out a baby, you are still encouraged to work your business. And sometimes it's really easy to get wrapped up in that mindset. And, um, I love doing the podcast. It's really great, but, um, I, I do need to do a little bit better job of taking care of myself, taking care of my family and, um, using my time appropriately. So, um, I am going to be taking a break, taking a step back. Um, and I'm honestly not sure what's going to be next. I, this, uh, there is going to be another episode next week and that will be the last episode before my break. Um, I do know that no matter what that episode will not be the last one. Um, if, if I do decide that this is going to be it, um, because I want to do like, kind of like a wraparound of like what my journey has been and really like talk about that because things have really changed for me since I started the podcast until I got here. Um, and I think that's something important that I want to document for myself. So I will, there will absolutely no matter what be one last episode after this break, um, but potentially more, I might, I might come back from the break and just pick up where I left off, or I might decide that this is, this is where I kind of tuck it in for, for now and pursue other avenues of activism and advocacy within the community, because, um, 
you know, there are a lot of things to do. And as I work on this conference presentation and things like that, um, it's just, there are just so many things that need to be done. And I really value the work that I have done. And I think it's really important, but there are other important things to do. So we will see. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to give you guys that heads up. One, we are still looking for people to take the survey. Anybody can take the survey, whether you've been in, never been in before. Um, so, and we're looking for all ages to take this survey. So if you have a teenager who would be willing to take it, uh, that would be awesome. If you have a parent or a grandparent who would be willing to take it, we really want as many responses as possible. Honestly, the DSA uh, did a survey and they had, I believe like 960 responses. So we would love to have 960 or more responses to our survey. Um, just so that we can kind of get some sort of data. I know it, it's not like a formal survey done through an organization. It's just some questions that we kind of had some, wanted some answers for um, as we're looking around and we wanted to survey the community and see what people had to say. So um, please, 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 please take the time to do this survey. Um, if you are not driving right now, like please pause this go to the link in the by in the show notes and take the survey. Um I am literally begging you. Uh thank you so much. Um and like I said share it uh share it to your social media, share it on your Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it with your friends and family. Anyone who they can be in an MLM, they can be out of an MLM, they can never have been in an MLM, they might not even know what an MLM is. Anybody, anybody, anybody can take this survey. And honestly, the more variety of people, the better the data is. So again, thank you so much for listening to me babble. Thank you so much for being with me through all of this journey. And I hope that you all understand. Um, and, you know, take this time uh, it, that you would have used to listen to my podcast while I'm on a break. And I hope that you are able to do some self-reflection and self-care for your your own well-being um, with the time that you would have used to listen to me talk to people. Um, but anyways, I love you guys so much. I really appreciate everyone and all of the listeners and all of the people that email me and communicate with me and tell me how much they love the show. Um, I just thank you so much, but anyways, here's the podcast. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's me, Danielle. 
I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of From Huns to Humans. I am here with Cherish today, and I am really excited to hear your story. Um, We've talked a little bit on TikTok, not too, too much, but um, yeah, so you were in Beachbody and Sensi. How did, how did you get here? Like, what happened for you to be exposed to MLMs in the first place? So it was back in like 2010 when I was first introduced to Sensi. And I was a young mom that stayed home with my kids and needed some extra money. So it was kind of a no brainer to sign up with this opportunity that you can make money selling scented candles and get a discount. So it's usually the discount that gets me every time. So I signed up with Sensi for a discount with an old friend from high school, not thinking I would sell much, but just, I just wanted to to buy it for myself, get a discount and not thinking much of it. And then I started and when I signed up and I got my kit and um, I was encouraged, not forced, but encouraged to have like a open house. Um, I don't know what they call it anymore. Um, where you just invite everybody and say, welcome. I'm a Sensi consultant. So like a launch party? Launch party. Yes. That. And so I did that and it turned out really well. And I hit like the sensational starter number one within the first week. And my Uh, my upline was like, oh my gosh, you're doing so good. You could do so good with this. And of course I made a little bit of money, but I turned around and spent that on more product to have on hand for my next party. And then the cycle continued, like, yeah, I'd make money. And then I'd turn around and spend it on more product. And so my product base was building um, and I kept having parties and then I hit like sensational starter number two and then sensational starter number three level. And I was rocking it, right? It was good. And my upline was like, so happy. Like, oh my gosh, you're like the best seller on my team. And I wasn't even like trying. I was like, I don't know. People just want to buy it. And it was fun. And it was going good. I really didn't make a whole lot of extra money, like extra spending money. Cause what I made, <clears throat> I just bought more product and I had lots of inventory. Yes. We so, hear about that all the time. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of going on for almost a year. So early summer, 2011, I, saw like actually it was my Sensi upline that had shared this 
from <clears throat> from someone in in our town because she had moved out of our town, so she wasn't there. She's like, if I was in this, if I was back in in our town, <clears throat> I would go to this free workout group. Okay, so this is how the next one started. I saw her post this, and I was like, free workout group. Okay, I had just had my youngest. She, my youngest was like nine months old. Um, and it was like the heaviest weight I've ever been. And my husband's work had just come out with this new policy. Like if you're on their insurance, health insurance, then you weighed over a certain amount or like had a certain, had a BMI over 30, right. Which I was close to, um, then they were going to up your premium. They actually can't do that anymore, but they started doing this thing and it freaked me out because we were actually pretty poor. And the thought of me costing my family like an extra hundred or $200 a month, just because I was overweight, wasn't fair. I didn't think that was fair. So that was what kind of started me like, oh my gosh, I need to lose weight. I never really worried about my weight before, but I had had three kids and each time I would gain weight and like I was healthy. Otherwise I never had high blood pressure. I never had high cholesterol. I, my blood pressure was always super normal. And so I never really worried about my weight until this whole BMI thing with my husband's work. Wow. And I mean, it, just like, first of all, like, let's just take a second here to talk about, like, I just want to comment on, um, you know, this is obviously this isn't what this podcast is about, but um just kind of pointing out here like that sometimes like capital capitalistic sy systems are meant to keep poor people poor like off oftentimes like like lower class families are usually the ones that are underweight because we don't have the money to hire personal trainers and personal chefs and get all these like pre-made meals and things like this like celebrities have um so yeah of course like you know middle and lower class families that are stuck eating like super super processed foods which is there's nothing wrong with people eating those things um like we need to eat what we can eat eating anything is fine um but you know we're we have these very processed options um and that's kind of it and like excess eh, words accessing <laughs> accessing like fresh great produce and things like that isn't always possible and and it's just like that's so messed up that they were going to do that to you and I'm glad that they can't do that anymore but that's that's right? really sad <clears throat> yeah just think it like I didn't think it was weird back then but I was like oh that's like a good motivation that's how I saw it like that's a good way to motivate their employees to get healthier and I mean it worked for me like I didn't see it as a negative it was like oh okay I just need to lose weight whatever also um, like very ableist it, uh, it is like very very ableist going off of bmi like that's well, yeah. not actually like a really very well health indicator using that number but especially where i had i just had children like yeah i don't know it's it just wasn't fair but thinking about it makes me it annoys me because i'm like it's so not fair it's not a really fair way but it did motivate me at first, like kind of pushed me to, I need to do something. And that was like, I was a young mom. I didn't really know much about healthy eating or I hadn't ever really been into like gym. I'd never gone really to the gym. I hadn't 
didn't know workouts or anything. So this freak workout group was very uh, enticing. So I was like, they tell me what to do. That would help me. And it's free, right? Because we didn't have money for a gym membership or anything. Right. So I had like, technically I commented and was like, yeah, I'll go. Okay. Before I even showed up, the girl, um, one of the girls that was running it was like, oh, well, you were referred by so-and-so who is also my customer. So that automatically put me under her. Like she had me go to beachbody.com and sign up for a free membership under her. I hadn't even met her. And so now I was automatically like placed under her before I even went. (laughs) Wow. And then like just thinking about it, the process. So this was like June. Okay. I went in June, started workout, like met some other coaches there and it like throughout the rest of June, July, August, I was still a free customer. I didn't ever buy anything for those few months. But every time it's like serious grooming, I did not realize this, but the way that they recruit people like this is they use this serious grooming tactics that thinking about it now just blows my mind. But um, just like the little breadcrumbs that they put, like you go to these free workout groups and if you've ever done beach body workouts, you know, that before every workout, there's like a little commercial for Shakeology and a commercial for results and recovery and like enticing you that you need these in order to reach your goals. And so they'd also have like a little sample cup of Shakeology after every workout and a little sample of results and recovery before each workout. So I had tasted them. I hadn't bought anything. I actually ended up borrowing my brother's P90X videos. So I didn't buy anything from them. Um, And here I was like, June, July, August, working out at home a little bit with P90X, but still going to these workout groups. It was like three times a week and feeling good, like working out, trying to eat better. Like, yeah, you're going to feel good. (laughs) I want to just like pause you for a second too. Like, let's talk about like these workout programs and what you're experiencing. I can only imagine as like a, a, you know, postpartum mom and coming out and doing P90X is a very intense workout program. That's not a beginner workout program at all. So how are you like, obviously there was some, you know, pride in completing the workouts, which is positive and that's fantastic. Um, But like, how are you feeling about yourself and doing some of these things? Because I, I, I just very curious. (laughs) That was one thing that was like a huge part of my story. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but look, I did P90X because they are easy to modify. Like, yes, it's an intense workout, but I could still modify it. And like Tony says, do your best and forget the rest. Like that stuck in my head. Like, just do your best as long as you're trying. Like, And so that became part of my story. Like, if I can do this, you can do this and, right. and just do your best. And that's all that matters. And, and so, yeah, recommending P9DX to beginners is not really no. a good move, but <laughs> it got me in the door. The first workout that I went to that first workout group was P90X um, cardio. 
X. So was it was it, just like a basic low was level. Was it a party. live workout? Like like was no. somebody okay, so they were just putting on the DVD. <laughs> It was such a cheesy TV too. It was like this big box TV that was like maybe, I don't know, a couple foot screen. Like the kind that I don't would know, be like... wheeled in during like uh, when you had a sub <laughs> for. <laughs> yeah, it was like maybe, maybe a 32 inch screen. I don't know. It was really small, but we worked out to that in, in this room. That was my first experience with Beachbody. I had never heard of it before that. <clears throat> Yeah, but for those uh, next couple of months, I was being groomed to, and they actually like sent me home with like a Shakeology DVD. They used not DVD CD, it was a CD that you listen to in the car. Um, Shakeology's doctors don't lie. I don't know. I don't even know if they had that anymore. What? This was like they back in 2011. Listening, listening in the car. Like, oh, yeah, take it home and listen to it on your way home. It really was like, and it's just this introduction and doctors talking about how Shakeology is so healthy and replace meals and get all this nutrients. And it really was some serious indoctrination. I hadn't even bought anything yet. <clears throat> so anyway, end of August comes. Okay. I still haven't bought anything. The lady that I had signed up under messaged me it was like the last day in August so you know what that means like she had a quota to fill right right she's like oh my gosh I have this big sale or not sale but like this offer if you buy Shakeology on home direct then I'll give you 20 bucks like 20 bucks cash back you'll get 20 dollars off <laughs> discount the word discount to me I was like oh 20 dollars like Hmm. And I had already been listening to all these things like that's only $3 a day, um, replace the meal, like you'll actually save money and all these things that I had been listening to the last couple of months, like, oh, maybe this is a good deal. And, and the whole, if you don't like it, you just return it, you get your money back. Right. That got me because I was like, if I don't like it, I'll just get my money back. It's not a big deal. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. My husband has been super supportive and he was just like, sure, if that's what you want to do. So I, I didn't sign up as a coach, but I ordered that Shakeology Home Direct and she gave me $20 on the side and I tried it and going from eating mediocre to exercising and being more conscious about what I'm eating. Yes, I'm going to feel better. Of course, like, right? Yes, like, I, I, mean, I felt better. You know, like, of <laughs> course, like that, that's the thing about like, especially Beachbody, like it's such a trap um, because of course you're going to feel better. They recommend that you work out almost every single day. Maybe you get like in some of the programs, you only get one rest day a week. And even that is a stretching day usually. Mm -hmm. Um, there, I mean, that's not across the board. I know that there are a couple programs that have more rest days than that, but the thing is, is that you realistically need to work out like three to four days a week, maybe five, but like four days is plenty to give your time muscle. Your ugh, my God, words, words are hard. Um, to give your body and muscles time to heal and like grow and do what they need to do. 
like you don't need to be doing these intense workouts that many times a week. So anyways, of course, because you're over exercising and you're um, you're replacing a meal with a shake. So that and some people are doing that twice a day. Yeah, so of course I did actually start too. I think I started better. with a cleanse that they recommended, which was two shakes a day and then like a light dinner. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if I started with that or if I did that like the next month. But yeah, that whole I feel better. My cravings are less. I have more energy. Like, I don't know how much of it was physical or if it was just kind of a mental, but I like that sold me like I feel better. So I need this. And it was kind of and they also okay, I before I even signed up as a coach, they also said, we have this team call that you can listen to and see what it's like to be a coach. So join us like Monday evenings and we can, or you can listen in on this team call. And I started doing that. I was doing that before I even signed up and listening to this team call once a week. And it got me excited, like the opportunity of making big money and my upline, like not the girl I was directly un- signed up under, but her upline, um, he was also local. And this whole fake it till you make it really came in present or in, in play because like he had this down and his upline, who is now like one of the biggest superstar diamonds, um, she had taught him this and they had it down because I became friends with him on Facebook and seeing his posts and like his staycations and his extra money that he was making. And he was close to like quitting his job and making coaching his full-time business. Like uh, I started to see this opportunity that I was like, all I have to do is work out and lose weight and like tell people about it and they'll join me. And then after my Shakeology was gone the next month, it kind of became like a no brainer for me in my head to what's the next step in the grooming process. Right. <laughs> you, you hook line and sinker, you get them right then. And, oh, look, you can get this discount on your next bag of Shakeology when you sign up as a coach. And I was like, sign me up. Perfect. So and all, Sorry. All of this time, are you still doing um, Sensi too? So yes. Okay. I was. I had not stopped doing Sensi. Um, but I, I kind of put it on the side. Like I wasn't doing as many parties but yes I was still into Sensi um meeting my quotas with Sensi wow um hearing from my Sensi upline how wonderful I was doing um but when I signed up as a coach and I started reading like the no competition clause and like all these expectations like if I'm going to do this I'm kind of like a an all in or all out person. Like I don't go halfway on stuff. I don't know why my brain is like that, but that's how my, that's how I've always worked. Like I'm all in. And 
so I ended up canceling Cincy. And my Cincy upline actually told me, because I hear I was like super excited losing weight. I had already lost like 35 pounds in a few months and wow. feeling great and starting to share my story as a new coach. And my Sensi upline messaged me and was kind of upset with me saying, I wish I had never shared that, that, um, fit club post, then maybe you still be on Sensi with me. And I was like, what? <laughs> you're mad because I'm like feeling good and losing weight and joining this other company. And now I'm not with you anymore. And she was mad. I was like, Hmm, that was, it was weird to me that she was upset. Yeah, no, that's really, that's really <clears throat> gross. Like, I mean, obviously sometimes when you leave like a, a typical company, people are sad. People are like, you know, especially if you're a good worker, people are sad to lose you. But like overall, most of the time when you leave companies, it's like, congratulations. Like, right? I'm so happy for you. Like, enjoy this next like journey in your life. Um, yeah, I did. Or at least that. they pretend to be that way. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't happy, but I was like, well, sorry, have fun with that. And I was like diving right into Beachbody, like everything I could get my hands on podcasts and, and team calls and events and you name it. I was there. I was in fit clubs, um, a huge part that's super frustrating to me <clears throat> When I went to sign up, okay, it wasn't like I'll sign up under this lady that I had done my free membership under. It was because we went to Fit Club. I had my husband come with me and he met this other coach and I was like, oh, you get along better with him. We kind of knew his family and he seemed more outgoing and I was like, he'd be a better coach for you. So I signed my husband up with a free membership under this other coach, Okay which was my coach's coach. And so my husband was under him and I was under her. But when we started to become signed up to, to become coaches, it was kind of like, okay, where do you want to be placed? Because that matters when you sign up. And I wanted to be placed under my husband. So actually me and my husband both signed up as coaches separately. Okay. Yeah. So because I don't know the way that they made this sound. I just remember this sitting in our living room and they, them explaining, well, because she, you were signed up under her first. Like he didn't want to take me from her. Um, so he's <laughs> the southern, this top coach, right? This guy, he's like, I'm going to put you guys under her, but I'll still be I'll t I'm technically still your coach. Like I'll still, you'll still, I'll still act like your coach and consider you my personally sponsored, even though I was like under his coach who was under, uh, I was under my husband who was under his coach. So I was like four levels down from him when I signed up. Um, <clears throat> so I was never his personal, personal sponsored coach. <sighs> But he told me it wouldn't make a big deal. It wouldn't make a difference. And I was like, okay. So I trusted him. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference, even though this is a business based on recruiting. <laughs> yeah. If you know the business model, it definitely matters 
who you sign up under and what leg you're in. Like I ended up being on the inside leg of my husband's who was on the inside leg of this other coach who was on the inside leg of his coach who was on the inside leg of his coach. Like it it wasn't a big deal at first. Right. But then the more I like got into it and we had this local team page that he was like big at recruiting. He was really good recruiter, really good recruiter. So he's signing up people. And he told me like, it's really cool the way it's set up. Like anybody who like your coach signs up, they can place them under you. So then you get their team, team volume, even if it's not your personal sponsored coach. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. So I'm expecting like you're signing up people on the same team. Like I was told that I would see them under me. So he'd send up somebody and I'd go look in my back office and nope, nobody was under me. And I was like, where are these people going? I thought he said that it was like going to work where they're under me. And no, it didn't work like that. <laughs> and so, so where did they go? Were they, they were going they under were going him. On whatever their stronger leg was, right? Well, under him, Oh, which I wasn't under him. I was under his coach's coach which I I'd have to draw it out to explain it but yeah um and I approached it like they give you three days to change your mind or change your position like you can change the position of the the leg that you want the person on or whatever and it was way past that when I finally realized like yeah we did this a little wrong but he would constantly remind me you know it it's not a big deal. Like my upline, she signed up with some stranger and she was on their inside leg and they weren't even a business growth person. So she, everything that's on her downline, she did by herself. So if she can do it, then you can do it. Of course, I didn't let that get to me because I was like, yeah, I could do this. And I became like one of the first diamonds in my area and was like on the, I don't remember what they call it now, but I was making a lot of money. Like it didn't, it didn't start out as like, I want to make money, but it was like, I need to do something to better my life and our financial situation. So I would just share my story and sign people up and it got to the point where I was, you know, making like an extra $500 a week. And wow, that's, yeah, I I had lost like 75, I had lost like 75 pounds. And I was like, at the top of my game, like feeling good, looking good, like the most Um, that I'd ever been. If you ever did a profit and loss statement at this stage of your journey? No, I didn't. It it was all just kind of mentally. Yeah. But I wasn't spending, I wasn't spending much. Well, were you buying Shakeology? Shakeology? I would buy Shakeology. Shakeology is $130. Well, with a discount. (laughs) (laughs) Back then, back then it was only $119. Ooh. Before they raised the price. It's 119 minus the 25%. So it was like 90, it was $90 a month. That's still really expensive. With the discount. 
<laughs> plus but shipping, we were plus the fifteen dollar coaching fee. And we had two coaching accounts. So me and my husband, the fifteen ninety five coaching fee times two. Mm-hmm. Um, we were both buying Shakeology on each of our accounts. Uh Yes, yeah, so fifteen ninety five times two, ninety dollars times two, um, and then random results and recovery. And they didn't have the performance sign back then, so I'm not sure exactly what other supplements we were buying, but it was just randomly. And I was I would order the extra stuff on my account because my husband was above me, so it would count double sure toward too. volume, like yep. just the way it's set up. So bare um, minimum, we're talking at least like two fifteen. A month yeah being spent so was the five hundred dollars being brought in between the two of you or just you um it was just me I never really counted his much because he didn't he didn't ever do it very much like I worked my business and his business like he had a co-worker that wanted to sign up so I signed up under him mm-hmm. um his brother signed up so I signed him up under him like I got him up to Ruby. Okay. He never, his account never hit official diamond, but he did hit Ruby. And I, I was the one that pretty much is, I don't want to take all the credit because yes, he did talk to people at work and stuff about it, Mm -hmm. but we worked together to get him to Ruby and I was at diamond. And diamond is above Ruby, right? Just making sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And like they teach, like diamond is the highest you can get by yourself. And after that, it goes to star diamond, which is then your downline reaching star or reaching diamond. So if you're a two star diamond, that means you have one diamond on each of your legs, like right leg and left leg, you've got two diamonds under you. So you can only get to diamond by yourself. And then after that, it's like, you have to teach other people how to do what you're doing. And that's what I was not good at. <laughs> I was not good at the whole mind game of coercing people to do this. Like I was good at sharing my story and saying, look, you can sign up as a customer or get a discount or sign up as a coach under me, get a discount. But there's no like requirement to sell anything. And so I had a lot of discount coaches under me, which got me to diamond. Um, but as far as encouraging people under me to work this business, like I had been taught, like I was not good at, um, it's very hard. It's really, really hard to get people to have the same like bug in their ear that you do. Like when I was recruiting people, I would get so frustrated that no one that like signed up under me, like had the same drive as me. And I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. You weren't lying. That was the thing. Like, right. I felt like, I felt like it was a lot of broken promises that were made to make me want to do it. Like you literally had to lie to people or fake it till you make it, which That's what it takes to encourage people is like, look at these big shiny lights over here. Like the dream board thing was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, create this dream board. And if this is what you want in your life, then this is what you have to do. And so that dream board 
that was a big thing. And so I would try to get people to do that. Like, oh, you want this and this and this on your dream board. Well, this is what you need to do. And I just was not good at talking people into recruiting people because it just all felt so gross. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, not, I'm an honest person and I would share my story and yeah, I'm making some extra money, but it wasn't like this lavish dream come true lifestyle like they would promise. So I could never glamorize that because I didn't experience that. Right. And so, yeah, I didn't get people signing up like my upline did because he was really good at that, like making it seem like it was this huge opportunity. And granted, like he, when I left, finally, yeah, I stopped doing it in 2014. So I did this for just over three years before I started recognizing like, this is like in good conscience, I cannot do this anymore. Um, but he, I mean, he was making some good money. Last I heard, he had told me he was maxing out on his team cycle bonuses, which is $12,000 a week. Um, so yeah, he was so good at like recruiting people that he, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was making bank because his coach was also placing people under him. So he, he had this huge downline of people that weren't even um, signed up by him. And actually like the top coach, she was in his downline. So he, uh, it just blows my mind. Cause he used to tell me like, before he even reached star diamond, like he would tell me all of his, his ideas and like who was under him. And he just needed to grow his weak leg so that he could cycle off of his strong leg, which was like huge, huge <clears throat> team volume. Um, anyway, I, uh, yeah. What's your next question? I don't know where <laughs> I was going with that. Yeah. Um, so what were some of like the toxic I'm diet? Sorry, I said a name. I, I know. I, that's why I clapped. I'm going to go back and edit it out. <laughs> okay. I was like, shoot, I forgot I wasn't supposed to say names. It's okay. I'll go back and get it. Um, <laughs> really. um <laughs> so what were some of like the toxic diet culture things that you noticed while you were in Um, what like things like that? Okay. So I started seeing things <clears throat> I don't know. It was like success club um, trips and coach summit where they like glorify uh, these top leaders, like huge presentations and just this whole idea of these people, like you want to be like these people. Um, I can't think of the word, but like they were the popular, it was like a popularity contest and 
the way you get more popular is you recruit more people. Like mm-hmm. it just, it just felt really gross. And yeah. I started to see this, like the only way to get people to get attention or get people to like you is to be higher ranked and your rank determined basically your worth in this company. And that's what I started to notice at first. And then once I notice it, like you can't not see it. It's so clear that these people are so hell bent on how they look and how they present themselves and what their star diamond status is. And yeah, it it sounded fun to be star diamond, but then I started to realize like, I don't want to be like that. Like I started noticing things like, okay, my upline had said, no matter what you'll be, I'll still consider you a personally sponsored coach. Okay. Then I started to notice things that he was doing for his personal sponsored coaches. Kate, talk about success club. Um, I was a success club all-star. I hit success club every single month that I worked um, from the first January that I started. So I signed up in September of 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had Super Saturday in January of 2012. And they announced Walt Disney World success club trip. And me and my family had never been on a vacation. And I was like, that drove me. Okay. So I was committed like that. I'm going to hit success club every month so I can earn this Walt Disney trip. Um, from January, 2011, I hit success club every month, all of December, like all or till December, all of that whole year. So 12 months consecutive became a success club all-star And then the next year as well, like January, February, March, I was like 16 consecutive months of success club. And I went to summit in 2012, like feeling good. Like I'm, you know, I hit success club, which he would tell me all the time. Like, that's a huge deal. Like there's not very many coaches that consecutively hit success club and you're doing it. So you're you're on the right track. Just keep doing what you're doing. And he was very encouraging, but we are, I was driving like carpooling down to summit with some of his coaches, like his personally sponsored coaches. And one of them was reading this Stephen Covey book or something. I don't remember some. Is that like a self-help book? Yeah. Like a personal development book. She's reading. I was like, Oh, that looks like a good book. She's like, yeah. Um, my upline, gave it to me um, because he has this group for his personally sponsored coaches for everybody who his success club, he gets them a gift every month. And I was like, what? (laughs) So (laughs) mad. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've hit success club for 16 months and he's never given me a damn thing. Wait, did you guys have the same upline? No. Cause remember I had signed up under my husband who had signed up under this other girl so I was not his personally sponsored coach, but he specifically said, it doesn't matter who you sign up under, I'll treat you like a personally sponsored coach. Okay. So Come no. to find out, no, that was a lie because I'm finding out like, oh, he gives us gifts 
every month if we hit successful. Then I'm like, I've hit successful for 16 months and he's not giving me anything. Wow. I, you that was like, a, that was a huge eye opener. Cause I was like, are you kidding me? I was you so would, mad. You would think that like, even if like, you would have been recognized in some way. Like that's a part of the love bombing cycle, right? Like you're still making him money at the end of the day. Right. Cause I was on his weak leg. <laughs> my, my volume sales were definitely going for his team volume. Um, I was just so mad. That was a huge eye opener that was like, I've been lied to. I'm pissed. Um, and I never looked at him the same again. Like, and I confronted him about it and he's like, oh, I didn't realize you weren't in that. My mom, my mom actually runs that page for me. And so I'll have her add you to it. Oh. Like a group team page of per his personally sponsored. So he added it to me after I mentioned it to him, but I was like, I don't even want to be in it anymore. Like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I was so dumb because then I, once he added to me, I could go back and read all of these other posts from before I was in it. And I was like, he doesn't care about me. Like, yeah, I'm just another one of the downline numbers. Like it, it was like a really, I was mad. <clears throat> it's interesting too, because from what I understand about Beachbody, you're only as strong as your weakest leg, correct? Yes, definitely. So like you would think that you would want to foster your weak leg and like keep encouraging them to build right? and, and to like Which really thought, nourish that, those yeah. people. I thought he was really good at that because I always felt like included until I found out that I wasn't. Right. Like it was going great until... I realized it wasn't, and that was what kind of started the whole, I'm I'm being lied to, like, this is BS, and I don't know, just going to Summit that year, like, just having my eyes opened a little bit, like, this is all a performance, mm -hmm. um, these people don't care about people, they just care about the whole bottom dollar, and I'm mean, not saying that they don't care, like, there's an extent that yes, they want to help people, but they wouldn't do it for free. That's for sure. Right. Well, I mean, it's debatable <clears throat> because uh, as we know, people are spending so much money um, for what they're making. That's true. There are a lot of people that, that do it for free because they don't make money. Yeah. But it's that promise of you could make money that... I think strings people along. Yeah. Um, but because of all the indoctrination that I experienced, um, when I finally did like 2014, I finally started to be like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, I started to feel guilty, like because of those dream boards, <clears throat> a huge, huge part, like, I don't even know if I can I say their name if he's not like a, in the network um, like he was probably not <clears throat> so he was like this not really recruiter but like a trainee like a coach like a network marketing coach yes kind of yeah more like that okay like Beachbody had hired him 
to train and build up like the top leaders basically okay and he would hold uh he had this presentation that I listened to and I went to like drove three hours for one of his presentations and honestly (laughs) though I forgot about that like he was there it was this guy that gave this presentation that actually here where locally that before I signed up as a coach he came and talked and he was actually one of the main reasons that I signed up but he wasn't actually a coach he was just like a motivational speaker kind of yeah okay so Um, like a Tony Robbins type of person yeah kind of okay and he had this series that was kind of like a podcast that I would listen to and he would he was telling this story and this was huge and it stuck in my mind so much because he used to be in Amway. He was like in Amway in the seventies. Right. Mm. So he was huge in Amway and would like brag about how he doesn't even work Amway anymore, but he's still in it and still makes like six figures, not even doing anything or not even touching it for 10 plus years, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> But he was so he got story. in early. <laughs> yeah. So he was telling the story like back in the 80s, how he had this guy he had recruited and he was a new recruit. He went to his house and he sat his family down and they all got magazines and they cut out pictures of things that they wanted, like a dream board kind of. And they put these pictures on the fridge and this little girl wanted a pony. So she found a pony in the magazine and put it on the fridge. He's telling the story of how there's all these pictures of his this guy's family's dreams on the fridge and then he would encourage this guy like here's what you need to do and then time went on the guy called him up and said hey this isn't really for me I don't want to do this anymore and this top recruiter guy says why are you telling me you need to go home and you need to tell your wife And you need to tell your little girl and bring them into the kitchen and start ripping those pictures off the fridge because that's what you're doing. You're ripping the pictures off the fridge and you're ripping their dreams. And he was like so heartless about it. Like, this isn't going to affect me at all, but you need to tell them because it's going to affect them. And you just need to take them to the kitchen and start ripping their dreams off. And because that's what you're doing, you're, you're throwing their dreams away. And oh my God. Yeah, so that was huge. Like, <clears throat> just the guilt of ugh, it makes me so mad. But <clears throat> sorry, the okay. guilt that you have. Like, I have promised my family a better life, and if I quit this, then I'm giving up on their dreams and so it's not as personal like it's not about me anymore it they make it about like your loved ones and they use that as manipulation to control you and just the guilt of um giving that up um it it haunted me daily we're talking like I didn't even want to tell my husband, you know, midway through 2014. And I was like, 
thinking to myself, I can't do this anymore. Like in good conscience, I can't recruit people into this business because it's so hurtful. Yeah. But yet I didn't want to tell my husband because I felt so guilty. Like he's going to be mad at me or disappointed in me, or I'm a failure. And I kept telling myself these, like, cause that's what I've been told the last few years. Like if you quit this, you're, you're failing your family or, um, you're only a quitter if, <clears throat> or you're only a failure if you quit and just things like that, that I had been told. And so for months, it was like a daily struggle of like, back and forth. Do I really want to quit? <clears throat> and it, meanwhile, I had had so many um, previous customers that I was still hitting success club, but I wasn't trying like I had been. Right. So I was still like 17, 18, 19, 20 consecutive months in success club without even trying. And I got up to 21 consecutive months before it finally stopped. <clears throat> so I didn't quite hit the all-star status, but, um, I think the final straw was September, 2014, uh, a super Saturday event was local. Right. Wow. And I brought one of my emeralds with me. I had her, her come with me to this event. And by then we had another superstar diamond in town. And so they were hosting this event and just watching them, like this other girl that was a superstar diamond, not superstar, she was multi-star diamond. And my up, up line that had started me in this, they were hosting this event and they were pretty big names by then. And just sitting there watching them, uh, as people came in, like their reactions to people coming in, like you could tell who their personally sponsored coaches were because they treated them so differently, like so welcoming and so excited to see them. And then other people would walk in and they wouldn't get any kind of greeting. My Emerald that I brought, like she felt horrible because she's like, nobody even talked to me. I didn't even get oh. a high from anyone and so that to me was like the final straw I'm not I can't bring anybody else into the, this business because seeing how she felt it made me mad like I'm not doing this anymore and that was the final straw I I told my husband I'm done I'm not doing this anymore and you know what he said that I had stressed about for months telling him and I finally told him and you know what he said are you sure and I was like, yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're not mad? And he's like, no, why would I be mad? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought you would hate me. <laughs> he's like, wow. I just want you to be happy. And so I had stressed and stressed about it. And <clears throat> um, he didn't care. Wow. And so you had like built this moment up in your head so much thinking yeah. that it was going to absolutely ruin your family and it wasn't even a big deal <laughs> yeah I had been told that my family was going to be crushed but 
now they didn't really notice the difference. <clears throat> yeah. So it was late 2014. I stopped. And after that, I couldn't like, I had a bunch of Shakeology saved up. So I wanted to drink, continue drinking that. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't go to waste, but I couldn't do the workouts. Like the workouts became depressing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I couldn't work out and I don't, I don't want to say couldn't because I could, but my mind, like, right. It was, it was a like triggering to me and it, it became an emotional issue to even work out. Yeah. So I stopped working out, <clears throat> um, started gaining weight back. Um, you know, all the things that they say will happen if you quit, like yeah. the bad things in life, like you're going to gain weight. And anyway, I don't know. I tried to stay positive, but <clears throat> it weighed on me heavily for three years, like slowly gaining weight back, um, struggling financially, the whole, what if in my head, like, what if I wouldn't have quit? What if I would have kept going? Like I would have been in better shape. I would have had extra money. Um, being down on myself, I gave up. I'm a quitter. Um, we're talking like daily struggle for years. Yeah. And 2016, 2017, <clears throat> I, st I started thinking like, maybe I should try it again. <laughs> I need, I need to lose weight again, but I didn't know anything different. Yeah. And so 2018 came and I was like, I'm going to give this another try. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do? I'll sign back up. <gasps> I signed back up. But this time I signed up under, as a personally sponsored under this coach that had lied to me because it was going to be different this time as his personally sponsored coach is going to be different. Of course. Mm -hmm. And so with a different perspective, I was going to go at it with a different mindset. Um, started listening to team calls again, started going to the fit club workouts again, getting back into it. And within just a few months, like, I realized it wasn't me. It <laughs> sure I, wasn't. <laughs> I started to see like, like the team calls, um, just what they would talk about, the subject matter, the manipulation, the constant manipulation. Um, it was gross and it was worse than I had remembered. Yeah. And I went to a few events and I was like welcomed back by some people. And then obviously a bunch of new people and it just, it was worse than I remembered. And, and within just a few months, I was like, no, <laughs> I can't do this again. And I started to see things differently and realize like, it wasn't just me. It was them. Like, it's messed up there. It, it wasn't me and I'm not the crazy one. Right. And so then it, it really 
it really got to me like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not dumb, but how could I fall for this? Not once, but twice. And I started to just try to figure out what, what the heck. And, and I started going to YouTube. This was like 2019, okay, all of 2019, trying to figure out like, why, why, why did my mind do this? And mm-hmm. it was just so odd to me that I would fall for it. And, and I started listening to YouTube videos. <laughs> this is crazy. But I remember as a coach, like when I was in my prime <clears throat> back in 2013 and, and my upline would say, oh yeah, there's, there's YouTube videos of people telling their story of why they quit coaching. Don't ever listen to those. I was specifically told to avoid any anti-Beachbody rhetoric, any voices that were against Beachbody, like don't even go there. Wow. That information. And it was, it definitely, because it came 2019, I was so far out of it, but yet I remember typing in like, why did I leave Beachbody and seeing so many YouTube videos of why I left Beachbody and like nervous. I felt nervous because I had been told that these were lies and that these were people who didn't know what they were talking about, or they just gave up and they didn't care. Um, and so I was nervous to watch these videos because I'd been told not to, mm-hmm. I was, I'm an obedient person, right? <laughs> Still not to listen. <laughs> so uh, coachable. <laughs> so I started watching these, why I left beach body videos and hearing people's stories and being like, Oh, Yes yes, I experienced that. Like, I'm not crazy. And it it was like, so validating to, to be like, these people experience what I experienced and, and I'm not the crazy one. And so I'm watching these and, um, I came across one in 2020 that was like the beginning of 2020 <clears throat> that I was watching from this one anti-MLM girl that was in Beachbody and her video was just like, hit me so hard, but she was talking about cult, like how it's a commercial cult. Okay. Yeah. I had never, it's been like, had been like 10 years that I'd been involved in MLM or had known about MLM. And I had never heard the term commercial cult. Yeah. I didn't even really know what cult meant. Like I, I had heard it, but I was like, yeah. I don't really you don't associate yourself with cults. Like those are just for weird, random groups, like right. not big things. And so I was like commercial cult. And she was going on, like telling about how it's a commercial cult and how they control your behavior and information control and thought control and emotion and going through all these things about cult psychology. And it was so fascinating. And I was like, oh my gosh it literally is a cult and it it blew my mind. So I started listening to like anti-MLM, like the dream podcast and Mm -hmm. different videos and learning different things. Yeah. Um, And if you want to share the, the creator, if you remember who the creator was that, like, I think that's really great when people like everyone has different uh, creators and people who tell their stories that it's helpful. So um, if you want to share who is helpful for you, that's awesome. If you remember, um, her name is Josie McCoy, I think is how you say her name. I don't know her YouTube handle is the good girl. I okay. think. 
but she had some really relatable content as far as Beachbody goes because she was kind of in the same team as I was. And so she knew like my uplines. And so it was kind of personal um, being able to relate to that. But just the whole learning about cults. So then I started like studying cults and realizing like, this is serious, like the behavior and the information and the thought control. And it was pretty fascinating, like learning why I had been sucked into it and why it had such a strong emotional um, bond on me for almost a decade. (laughs) A lot of like a quarter of my life, you know, and just being able to recognize that and it actually within a few months led me actually less than a few months actually led me to like realizing another cult that I was in and being able to recognize like where else in my life I was being controlled and so getting me and my family out of that religious cult and being able to recognize like so the last since 2020 the last three years I'm like open more open-minded to not being indoctrinated or love bombed or groomed into other people's groups (laughs) so wow it's been an interesting ride wow yeah that's I mean and that's like what we all hope for in well, I can't speak for everyone, but that, I mean, that's kind of what I hope for in like anti-MLM spaces is that, you know, you'll find the content that you need and it will help you and it will resonate with you. And hopefully, you know, give people some other information that they're severely missing when they're in these groups, because you're told not to seek it out. And you're told not, if you do find it to not listen to it and not believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And they stress how like they are the answer mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that if you leave, like you're leaving this huge opportunity that you're not going to find anywhere else. Right. right. And I had fallen for that. Like I was convinced that this was going to change the world. Yeah. <laughs> then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like when, when you like don't know, And you're just looking at it and you're like, wow, like this is like, it feels like it's an accessible way for people to get healthy. And I, I honestly, in my opinion, I feel like Beachbody is one of the worst, um, because of how many different like areas of life they're able to hit because of the videos a lot and Mm -hmm. the workout, like, like you're just messing with like your body chemistry so much when you're joined beach body in my opinion um because you're you're working out so you get those like endorphins and all of those chemicals that are released when you work out and while you're working out you're also getting indoctrinated with you know autumn calories like telling you what what shakes to what drink and like you know how you're supposed to work out all the time and like oh have you joined as a beach body coach yet like and then telling you exactly how you feel like oh you're having more energy that's because of shakeology right 
that's that was huge for me like believing that mm-hmm. the way I was feeling was because of them and then ending up giving them the credit for it right like they don't they don't help you give yourself credit <clears throat> they they somehow take the credit to be like you have what you have because of us um and also damaging emotionally we don't know how much of those good like good feelings are actually happening because of you know whatever you're doing in your life versus like when you're in I know that people that have never been in won't necessarily understand this but like the the rah-rah energy is very contagious and you kind of feel like you always have to be positive you always have to be on you always have to be energetic you always have to be happy because you're representing your MLM company Mm -hmm. so like if you if you've never been in it you're not going to understand the energy boost that you get just from being in that environment it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And like to this day, mm-hmm. okay, I, after quitting and I couldn't work out, like I can't, it's still, I still can't do beach body workouts because they're so triggering. It's, it's weird to explain, but they just bring up like so much anger and sadness. <clears throat> um, simultaneously it's weird I don't know there's a lot of emotions attached to those workouts Absolutely. um 2020 I was trying to work out at the gym with my friend and we were going every day and I don't know what happened with my body uh hormonally but my cortisol levels were super high and my estrogen levels were super high and so my uh hormones were super imbalanced and I couldn't lose weight and I was still gaining weight and then I got COVID and gained like an extra 40 pounds. I don't know why COVID ruined my body or something. Um, so I weigh more now than I ever have. And in Beachbody's eyes, like that, I can see people in Beachbody now thinking like she's failed. Look at her because she weighs so much. But also like if she would have stayed, you know, to think like, they take credit for your successes. And if you fail, then it's your fault. Like they don't take any of the credit for the failures. It's it's only the successes, but in somebody else's eyes, like they could look at me and be like, she used to be a beach body coach. And now look at her. Right. And so as far as like (laughs) emotionally, it's, it's super hard to think that I, I hate to blame any of that. Like, yes, I've gained weight because I don't work out. Mm-hmm. Does that have anything to do with Beachbody? I don't know. But I know that it kind of messed with my head and my um, right. ability to see working out as a positive thing. And um, I'm still trying to work through that emotionally and mentally as from like a mental health standpoint. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know where I'm at right now. Um, well, I do I'd love know to... that health wise. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. I would. I was just gonna say I'd love to comment 
And obviously, all I know about you is really what we've talked about today. So like this might not necessarily be true for you. I'm not trying to be your therapist, blah, 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 blah. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Uh, Anybody listening. But, you know, one thing to really consider here is that um, a lot of us consider what we went through in these companies to be some level of trauma. Um, that like leaving is traumatizing, figuring out that you are being manipulated is really traumatizing. Um, and then, so what ends up happening is everything that kind of went in to us being in these like culty spaces becomes tainted. Um, so like, if you're thinking about the movie, like inside out, you know, regular memories turn gray and then important memories are, you know, lit up, uh, in that core, in in the movie so uh trauma memories get lit up that's why uh we remember them and they feel like they're happening now they feel like they're very real in the moment um and so when we go through different traumas sometimes our body will gain weight because it it's trying to protect you from doing what you did before so not necessarily the outcome that we were looking for but um in some ways, this is your body trying to protect you from doing something like that again. Right. And that's kind of, <clears throat> in my situation, that would be totally true. Because right when COVID, right when I, well, it was, yeah, right when I, like 2020, when I figured that out, like COVID would, had hit and the country had shut down and, and that's not exactly when I gained a bunch of weight because I got COVID 2021, mm-hmm. but slowly I had been gaining weight. And honestly, when I left Beachbody, <clears throat> I remember thinking like, I, I want to gain weight back kind of to stick it to them. <laughs> like, because I had been, I felt like I had been used. Yeah. Um, my, my story, I, you know, almost losing 80 pounds and my story, so many people had said was so inspirational and my story and my before and after pictures had been shared in order for people to build their business. And I felt like I had been used and I was like, I'm going to gain it back to spite them. Um, so they can't use me anymore. <clears throat> and so not that I made it a goal to gain weight back, but I just subconsciously felt like I don't care if I gain the weight back because then they can't use me anymore. Um, but then, you know, finding out like the whole cult tactics and then finding out like my whole life in my religion had been a lie. (laughs) It was very dramatic. Oh, I can imagine. Almost 40 years old. Like I was 38, I guess, but finding out like not only about MLM, but like religion and not to diss on anybody else's religion, like you do you, but the one I was in was very controlling and finding out my whole life, like I had been controlled and my decisions I had made were because of this control. Um, it turned my life upside down, like realizing, but then also it was like this huge relief of now I know better right? and looking at what I can learn from it, which is why I love these podcasts because you can learn so much from other people's stories. I think it's fascinating hearing other people's experiences. Um, 
but it was a very traumatic experience personally going through it. And yeah, I'm sure my body has reacted trying to protect itself. And, and that's another thing that I've learned um, is that, yeah, our bodies remember things and, yes. and so that's been helpful to learn. And I don't shame, like I've let go of the shame and the whole societal idea of how you should look and the whole, you need to be skinny to be liked. Like I'm over that. Like, so yeah, I'm overweight and you know what? I don't care. Like <laughs> if I, I'm going to work to lose weight, it's not to impress anybody or to um, look better. It's, I know I need to lose a little to, to feel better, but that's what it's going to be about. It's not going to be about proving something or convincing anybody of anything it's going to be for me <clears throat> when the time is right that's awesome wow it, is there anything before I ask you my final question that you want to add any any like story part that you missed that you didn't pivot to naturally <clears throat> oh I don't know I mean, we covered a lot today, like that you were in for so long and such, such a journey. <laughs> Learning about cults, um, like there's a, I went through this, there's this YouTube channel that I, I don't know, they wrote this whole, based on like the bite model, mm -hmm. different points that, that you can go through to determine whether or not you're in a cult and you rate it and give yourself a score at the end. So I went through this whole thing and wrote these notes about how Beachbody controls your behavior and time and uh, commitment and financial pressure. And like, I have, we're talking like 30 pages of notes about how um, my, I personally experienced like these trolling and it was like uh 43 out of 44 like yes it's a cult and like the very last one is no honorable exit <clears throat> and that hits hard because anyone who's experienced it like you they don't want you to leave with your integrity intact and they teach that like you are not a failure until you quit. And if you leave, like you're a failure and they get you with that guilt that you can't, you can't leave without feeling that guilt. And, and the way that they, oh, it's the word they teach that people who have left um, are just not committed enough and they downgrade people who have left or anybody who speaks out against it, they brush off as to, well, you just weren't successful because you didn't try hard enough. And like, you can't leave with that, with honor. And that's what's most hurtful is that people who have left, like if you're still in it, they look down upon you. Like, oh, you used to be in this. What happened? <laughs> and 
and and they put the blame on you if you left it's your fault and they never will they'll never admit that they did anything wrong and so that's something that you can never overcome like it's always going to be there that anybody in it looks down upon you and that's the frustrating part yeah yeah that's such a really good point and um I really like that like wordage of like no honorable um exit exit, yes that that's a point that I honestly don't really bring up that often but it's really it's really important because there is so much shame in leaving I mean that's part of the reason that we're all here talking about it right is because when we left we're made to feel so terribly about ourselves that we needed to let other people know that they're not alone (laughs) yeah on top of everything else that that we went through yep that shame got me for years and that's why I signed back up to hopefully reduce that shame like make it better but it didn't it didn't fix the signing back up so if that's you listening <laughs> and you're feeling like you need to sign back up because you feel guilty for leaving, like signing back up does not fix it. <laughs> and you know, like that is, that's something that happens so often with, especially on, I feel like the health and wellness MLMs, especially um, because they like prey on your self-esteem so much. Mm-hmm. Um, And you know, when you start any sort of system to help you feel better about yourself, you typically put so much effort into it, especially at first that like most people will get results because not only are you doing whatever they're telling you to do, but you start to like kind of trickle it out into other parts of your life. Like, oh, okay, well, like, oh, I'm going out to eat with my friends. Well, let me get a side of broccoli. Like, oh, I'm going, you know, like, you know, you go and you start trying to do these things to like make things a little bit better and it spreads out through your whole life. And then you stop doing the program and you let go of all of those other habits too sometimes. So it's just, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. They used to press, uh, push like weigh yourself every day mm-hmm. and it becomes an obsession Right. You have to be very careful <clears throat> with so that. many, yeah. So many ways like eating disorders. Uh, I don't think I really ever had an eating disorder, but <clears throat> I definitely okay. was, became obsessed with like, if you don't work out, you have guilt. Like they make you feel yeah. guilty if you miss a workout. Yeah. Um, if you don't weigh yourself, if you don't eat how you're supposed to, like, there's a lot of guilt involved. So the last year I have, I haven't even weighed myself. Like I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't even want to know anymore. Like yeah. it to me is not an indicator of health. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Absolutely. So I stopped doing that. And like, <laughs> I, I want to be careful because I know that there are like, weighing yourself can be super triggering to some people. And then for other people that don't have an unhealthy relationship with the scale, like they're able to weigh themselves as needed and use that information as data to reach whatever goals they're working on in a healthy way. And that's absolutely fine. If that's you that's and true. able to do that, that's absolutely fine. But if, if you're somebody like me or like Cherish, like maybe don't. 
you know, you really, yeah, you really it depends can... on your experiences and where you're at. Right. Right. Emotionally you... with your health. <laughs> right. Exactly. And like, if, if you're able to take that information and not have like big emotional reactions to those numbers, you're probably okay. Um, but if you're having a lot of emotional responses to even just a small spike on the scale, that is an indicator that maybe you need to take a look at that relationship and see what's healthy for you. Um, right. Like, don't let that number define how your day's going to end up or what you're going to eat for dinner. I don't know. Like, don't let it control you. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> Well, Cherish, thank you so much. So um, my last question is always, what is your anti-MLM why? And it doesn't need to make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it's become, I like to use the word cult now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't, don't like that word, but it's the word cult that really helped shift my mindset and learning about cults. So the biggest, I guess, like when I was in in MLM, like my biggest why was to help my family. Mm -hmm. And now it's ironically still the same to help my family avoid cults and being controlled and manipulated from outside sources. So it's come full circle. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so happy that you came on here and shared your story. I'm so happy for your kids that they're going to learn about uh, scammy business practices and how to keep their finances safe and how to keep their minds safe um, because of what you've gone through. You know, like we're breaking generational trauma, exactly. um, healing all of this stuff, talking about this stuff. And I'm so proud of you and how far you've come. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I forgot to ask you offline, but if you would like to, you're more than welcome to share like either like an Instagram handle or, um, or TikTok or whatever, if you want to be able to connect with the audience, but if you want to stay off of the radar, that's also okay. It's totally up to you. Um, (laughs) Instagram, I don't really post much more. Like if you go back years, my Instagram, it's all beach body stuff. Surprise. (laughs) Um, but TikTok is fine. I like to share most of it's like the religion I left, but there's some anti-MLM stuff. What, um, what's your TikTok handle? Um, I have to remember. <laughs> well, it will definitely At be in cherished, my show notes. Cherished dot life, I think. Hold on, I, I have our conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, cherished, cherished dot life, and I'll have that in the show notes too for anyone that is looking to connect. Um, because I'm sure that there are going to be people that definitely relate to your story, and they might I hope so reach out. Um, I hope nicely. So. I would not mind. <laughs> I can handle it either way. I always like constructive criticism too. Yeah, uh, of course, of course. Constru- <laughs> constructive, kind criticism is not like call call me in, don't call me out. That's what I like to say. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. All right. 
Well, thank you, everyone. I hope that you have a fabulous weekend, and I will catch you next time. Bye. Hey, Huns. I just wanted to take a second to tell you guys about Acorn. And no, this is not a sponsored ad. Acorn is a robo-investing account that I've been using to manage my money since I've started my own small business. I honestly had no idea what I was doing in regards to saving for the future, but knew I needed to start somewhere and thought this was a great way to get the ball rolling. I really like the interactive graphics and watching what's going on with my money. If this is something that you feel interested in, feel free to click the link in my bio to start your own Acorn account, and we'll both get $5 added in our accounts for our investing future. Happy savings!